the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. I'm like this, I bet. I was like, you're playing Billy Eilish? <laughs> Very good, Carrie. Well, you know, the, the bumper music is brought to you by uh, the Grammys Song of the Year nominees. Okay. Okay, so we've got the Grammys tomorrow night, right? Do you watch the? No, I do not. No? I don't watch any of the award shows. Okay, so listen to Mark Donnelly and Kara Woodell, and you found Financial Food for Thought. So, yeah, this is uh, the first up. What what's what's her name? Billie, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she started on YouTube, I thought, because I know my my kids listen to one her. One of those things before yeah. she was on the radio yeah. mainstream. Yeah, out of L.A. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, Adam Schiff is using us the theme song for the uh, Senate impeachment trial. Oh, he's a bad guy. Um, you know, but the uh, you know so. This is up for song of the you know year, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so what else is going on, Carrie? You know, speaking of um, the impeachment trial, where you know where was Donald Trump on the first day of the impeachment trial, Carrie? Do you know? I don't know. I've tried to like just tune. He all was of it in out. Davos, Carrie. Okay, you know, of course, you know he was kicking off Davos, the 50th anniversary of Davos. Who knew? This was going that long. You know, Klaus Schwab. Wow, you know, I didn't realize he's that. He's the German engineer and economist who started it, you know, in 1971. Um, Klaus is still with us. I think he still talks. Not that I've ever been to Davos, Gary, but I, okay. um, I, I think he still talks there. Um, but, you know, so uh, he could, um, yeah, so I, I think, um, so he, yeah, well, we'll see what Trump was talking about, you know, but uh, back to Billy. Eilish. Is it Eilish or Eli- Eilish? Eilish. E-L-L, I think, I-S-H. Yeah, okay. So, you know, she's she also just got a big feather in her cap right here because she just got the role or the job of singing the next James Bond theme song. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. The youngest ever to get granted that. Right. Okay. So the name of the next Bond movie is No Time to Die, which we assume will be the name of... I don't know. I think she's writing the song. Doesn't she work with her brother or something? Yeah, he does, yeah. So I think they're... No Time... I think that may be our next estate planning team theme song, Carrie. Okay. No Time to Die. I think that would work out. So here's... Here's Trump at Dobbs. sharing in America's extraordinary prosperity. 
since I took office, more than two million millennials have gotten jobs. I think it's sounded more like a by nearly trial run for his upcoming State of the Union. a number that was unthinkable. Mm -hmm. Nobody would have ever thought it was possible three years ago. A record number of Americans between the ages of 25 and 34 are now working. See, he, he's the going... years before I took office, over 300,000 working-age people left the workforce. In just three years of he's my now administration, 3.5 million mm -hmm. people have joined the workforce. 10 million people have been lifted off welfare in less than three years. Celebrating the dignity of work is a fundamental pillar of our agenda. This is a blue-collar boom. Blue-collar boom, new, the new term. The of the bottom half of wage earners has increased by plus 47%, three times faster than the increase for the top 1%. Real median household income is at the highest level ever recorded. The American dream is back, bigger, better, and stronger than ever before. No one is benefiting more than America's middle class. There you go, Carrie. So, you know, so he's saying, um, you know, I, you know, and that's what I've always talked about. It's about time when I start talking about, you know, the politicians and their campaign promises. Mm -hmm. And it's and it always inevitably comes down to who is going to save the middle class. Because right. that's what we've been talking about on this show for a long, long time. Right. The, 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 the middle class has been squeezed out. Mm -hmm. And we're getting into this two class economy, you know, two class U.S. economy, the very rich and the very right. poor. And there's no one seems to be in the middle anymore. And and so there's, a, you know, all the politicians, you know, are talking about, um, you know, who's going to save the middle class. Um, and certainly uh, Donald Trump, you know, used the Davos, which is, <laughs> you know, it was, it was uh, Jamie Dimon. Right. You know, OK. He had the famous quote about Davos. You know, he said it's 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 a place where the billionaires tell the millionaires how the middle class feels. <laughs> you know, and and I think um, how true in, in that ironic statement. But you know, the the idea is Trump certainly picked up on that. He's using Davos now. He also talked about how the U.S. was going to join the one trillion tree uh, campaign, right? Okay. To plant a, a trillion trees. You've heard that, Gary, right? right? You know that that's maybe a way the best thing we can do to try to affect you know mm -hmm. better the climate change right you know is plant a, a trillion trees mm -hmm. um i don't know how long it takes to plant a trillion trees um I I don't. I don't know if Donald Trump's going to be able to do it by himself, but you know. It, but so anyway. So but but he used the the Davos World Economic Forum to talk about how you know America's middle class is really what he's going to do. So we'll see how um, mm -hmm. we'll see what he says. Is he still wants to do the State of the Union? Uh, mm -hmm. I think February fourth. Even though the should be interesting um, going on. He doesn't want to delay it. And uh, we'll see how that goes. So why don't you get us started? All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We are a financial educational talk radio program here to give you helpful information and financial news that may impact your financial life. And that is true whether you're working and thinking about your future retirement years or what things you should do today to prepare for future retirement or just financial stability. Um, people in retirement and knowing, um, understanding the new um, law changes, how they may affect you, creating tax efficient income, getting clarity on what you can't afford to spend 
without running out of money and using opportunities that exist in this complicated tax code. And being aware of potential problems um, and educating our listeners. Um, also wanted um, this show is sponsored by the estate planning team, which is an Ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planning firm. What we do is traditional financial planning. We build finance, custom financial plans. Um, we, we provide that role of an independent and biased advisor. We don't do investments. Our clients either do the investments on their own or they work closely with an, um, an existing investment advisor, which we coordinate. We believe coordination of advisors is an important piece in anyone's plan. And the estate planning team has been around more than 35 years now. We are A-rated and accredited members of the Better Business Bureau. We also won the Super Service Award again in 2019. We've won since 2011. And we offer a free no-obligation consultation. If you want to come in and see how our process is really different and if and how you may we may be able to help you like our plans are customized, so are our fees. We have hourly and retainer options, and we do consultations by phone or in person. And if you'd like to take advantage of that, you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Also, go online. You can send an email through the website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. Also on the website, um, we have another class coming up and I wanted to thank people for coming out to the IRA and Roth class. We had a nice turnout and thank the people that are attending and I'm working on the next date. So if you're interested, you can just shoot an email and I can make sure that I, you'll be one of the first to know. Um, that class did incorporate issues on the new Secure Act. You can also go on the website and listen to the last couple of weeks. We were touching on the new Secure Act and what you need to know, but the class by far is planning strategies and concepts in much more detail. And then next Tuesday, we do have a class at six o'clock right in Middleburg Heights for retirees and people nearing retirement. It's the retirement planning class. And we're going to talk about issues that impact your lifestyle, um, long-term financial stability, rising healthcare costs, inflation, market volatility, future taxes, um, retirement rules you often hear about that you may consider breaking, Social Security. Um, we're going to talk about the SECURE Act, steps and strategies to take in preparing for and during retirement and much more. And that's Tuesday evening at six o'clock. We do ask that you pre-register. We have some great handouts. It's an updated version of the class. And on the website is the links for that as well. All right. You're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. And we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. And, and if you have not been to one of our classes, um, you know, it's not the, the type of class where you come in, we shut off the lights and turn on a, a you know PowerPoint presentation. That's not what we do. Um, we we like to keep our class sizes minimal. You know, we, we we try to target you know twenty to twenty-five, sometimes even fifteen to twenty. And you know, if you, and the thing about that, that's kind of like think back to your college days. You know, what were your favorite classes? The one that there were a hundred people in there, or the ones that were that had about twenty, twenty-five to thirty people in there? You know, we think the smaller class size gives everyone who's coming that evening or that afternoon to to ask a question, mm -hmm. but also it leads to a more of an open discussion. We have found, you know, because people are a little bit more. Or, um, less anxious about right. speaking up, you know, when there's a smaller group. And, and um, so we tend to get a good open discussion. 
And, you know, if you've been to, a few, you know, some people keep coming to our classes and mm-hmm. I, I say, well, doesn't it, isn't it repetitive? And there's like, no, Mark, because always there's always someone right. in the audience that asks a good question that wasn't asked at the previous one. Right. You know? But when people we've had a couple of people come and they said it, it was good, we get great comments about the classes. But if you really want to ask your questions and how it pertains to you. Come in for the free consultation. Yeah. You're going to get now when you're talking about news. Did you hear how um, that father confronted Elizabeth Warren about her student loan? Now, I did see that headline. I, I didn't watch the video. I didn't watch the video. Yeah. When she was talking about the student debt forgiveness and he talked yeah. about, well, I saved I scrim. I did what I was supposed to. Am I going to get my money back because I did the right thing? So you're going to reward people. I mean, he was and what, not happy. And I think her response was. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Elizabeth Warren, I'm talk, let's talk about, we'll talk a little about Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, I love um, his quote. It y- just you know, it, yeah. And, and again, I've, I've, I've made my comments. I don't believe that the wealth tax that she's describing is, is, would even pass constitutional um, merit. You know, I think right. there would be a constitutional debate against it. More than that, I think it's unimplementable. I, I don't know right. how it's you not could, realistic. I don't know how you could implement it. You, you would need an army of IRS. Office, well, then you know, you're going to need even agents. more money to you monitor know, I, it. I don't know how you expect to value all the, the every year. Try to put a, a, a fair market value on all the personal property of the of our mm-hmm. billionaires. I, I can't even imagine what that would entail. And and the and every twelve months you're doing that. Anyways, don't get me started, Carrie. But you know um, the uh, but I you know so I, I will talk um, you know a little bit about. Um, Elizabeth Warren's um, maybe at the end um, how sometimes you know she, she's you know that the, the the New York Times had a opinion piece or something it was a great I'm trying to remember how it went that they described her as something like uh, like she's a great storyteller and it's like oh, you know, that, that, is that a backhanded co- uh, compliment yeah I would or, take and, that uh, I wouldn't um, take that as a I don't know but um, well I and, guess it just depends how you look at it maybe right. Um, so what else we're going to talk about today? I'm talking, you know, tax season is open, you know, mm-hmm. well, soon, you know, Monday, right. uh, January 27th, the IRS will start accepting and, and processing your 2019 income tax returns, right? So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, the uh, fourth quarter earnings. Um, so we're starting to get more fourth quarter earnings. And why do we look at earnings, corporate earnings? Well, Carrie, because earnings drive the stock market. I was going to say that's another measure of how yeah. things are going, and, really going. And, and in other words, you know, so in other words, if there's good corporate earnings now, that historically means the stock market will be good later. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the it, you know, and if there's bad corporate earnings now, that tends, uh, you know, analysis that says the stock market will be worse later, right? So, so earnings you know, drives the market, you know. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, you mentioned the SECURE Act. So, yeah, again, thank everyone for coming to the class. A couple of briefs on the SECURE Act. And we'll be talking about the SECURE Act at all our classes, mm-hmm. you know, throughout this year. It, you know, we'll be talking about the SECURE Act a long, long time. It's a pretty big retirement bill. Um, there's a lot in it. 
Um, and, you know, we can't possibly cover everything that's in it in any, you know, one hour radio show program. Um, in fact, you know, I mean, if there's enough interest, Carrie, maybe we'll just have a right. class on that, which we've talked. We've done that in the past where if there's been major tax law mm-hmm. changes, we just, you know, do a special class just to, you know, highlight that. You know, mm-hmm. we are. Still, so if you, you know, are, go to the website and let us know if you're interested. Yeah, if you're interested, you know, um, but some of the briefs, you know, again, you know, the major thing, the, the questions that came up with the class this week was one was clarification on the stretch IRA elimination, right? And and no, it, now remember, when you hear that about you have to get the IRAs out within 10 years, they're not talking about if it's your IRA or your 401k or your 403b, okay? They're talking about a non-spouse beneficiary who is inheriting one of those qualified you know, accounts. So, you know, again, if, you know, now, if it's your IRA, your account, the rule change for you is that your required minimum will no longer be at 70 and a half. It's pushed out to age 72. Now, if you were, have you've already attained age seven and a half before January 1st of this year, you're still follow the old rule, right? Um, another question that came up was the, and I talked about this on the previous radio shows too, is that the, you know, the confusion over the qualified charitable distribution rule, you know, which was not part of, you know, the, that's a separate legislative action, right, mm-hmm. that created that concept. Um, and the, the idea there was that you could, you, you, you had to you have attained age 70 and a half before you could trigger or implement a qualified charitable distribution where you're sending money directly from your IRA directly to your charity. And if you do it that way, you don't have to report it in your adjusted gross income. Now, you don't get to deduct it as a charitable deduction either. But why that became so popular after Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was that so many people now were not deducting charitable contributions on because they weren't itemizing anymore because of the higher standard deduction. So they had to shift over to this qualified charitable distribution so they could still get some benefit of their charitable contributions from a tax return standpoint. Um, now, that's become very popular over, you know, 2018 and 2019. And, you know, and it was prior to that, you know, Tax Cuts Jobs Act where Congress had another legislation that made that permanent. Remember, the qualified QCD, remember, it was around for a while, then it was expired, and mm-hmm. then they brought it back retroactively. You know, it's now right. permanent in the law. So anyways, back to the question. Well, Mark, since the required minimum age goes to 72, does that also mean that the QCD age goes to 72? And no, it doesn't. It, you know, the, the Secure Act did not, you know, include the qualified charitable distribution age rule of 70 and a half. They were talking about the required minimum distribution age of 70 and a half. They're not coincidental, but not the same thing in mm-hmm. our in our complicated tax code. So, yes, you know, you can still uh, start your qualified charitable distributions at age 70 and a half. Now, remember, that's not a day before you turn to age 70 and a half. Right. You have to be careful. That's why. That's that's age 70 and a half. You have to obtain that age. So if you turn 70 and a half in June, you can't do your qualified charitable distribution in January of that year. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, unlike the required minimum distribution rule that says and in any in any month of the year you attain that required minimum age, you can start. You know, so it's a little bit slightly different. Um, so and then we're also in for the month of January, we've been. um talking about, you know, how you can build a custom financial plan at home. And and we've been talking about, you know, how we do it for our clients at the state planning team. 
and you know so and things that you want to look for or things that the robot if you're if you're using one of the robots to you know crunch the numbers some of the things that the robot might forget to ask you about and so if you don't tell the com- the robot or your computer program that you want to run a different scenario or you want to you know go beyond what the default is okay sometimes you don't get you know it's not customized enough right you're just getting a default so we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. Um, all right, so tax season. Um, so we've got, you know, again, are you, are, you, are you working this weekend to get your tax return done so you can file on Monday and get that refund? Because, Carrie, mm. those are the ones who are rushing right now to get right. their tax return done because they want to get their refund as soon as possible. Well, maybe you shouldn't have had too much withholdings for you have to do this. You could have kept all the money during that year right. if so, you did some planning. Right. So, you know, us, we're here at the state planning team, we're not big on our clients getting waiting around to get big refunds. Um, now, again, we always say this is your plan, not your neighbor's plan. And if you like to get big refunds because you it's, it's a it's a forced savings vehicle for you. Um, you know, we just try to say, well, gee, if you can live without the actual money, you know, because, you know, you're just giving to the government when you don't have to and they're not paying you any interest on it. Do you think you could just go one step further and have the discipline to, to do the put that same you know, money away in an interest bearing account? Mm-hmm. At least earn some interest, um, at least, you know, or, you know, if you the other, you know, the other, you know, sometimes people talk about it as well. If you have got credit card debt that, you know, you, you've got high interest rate charges on and and, and then you say, well, I'm going to take the refund and I'm going to pay down my debt when I get the refund. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe again, it would have been better if had you gotten more of your paycheck by upping, you know, by reducing your withholding, Carrie, right, mm-hmm. um, to the point where you could have paid down that debt quicker. Right. All right. Um, so it's it's just expanding that. And so, you know, now, um, and if you, you know, so regardless of the case, if you are, you know, whether you are tired of getting big refunds and, and waiting, because the other problem we see with that, Carrie, is people rush to get their returns done, then they miss something, mm-hmm. and they up, or they, they get a corrected 1099-R, or, you know, they miss one of the, you know, one of the brokerage statements because it doesn't come in until March, uh, you know, or whatever, then they end up filing an amended return and mm-hmm. all, the, you know, the hassle of that. So again, you know, as opposed to saying, you know, I, I'm trying to, I'm going to, you know, get my refund as soon as possible. Um, now, there's another thing, too, and other people say, well, isn't Mark, I've heard it's better to get your return done as soon as possible so the crooks can't steal your identity and file a tax return on your behalf. Mm. Um, well, again, I guess that's a concern, you know, um, you know, and if, if that's your main reason why you're filing early, well, then so be it. Right. Um, you know, the, the uh, you know, if you're saying that that's the main reason why you want to get the file early. Um, I don't think if if, you know, again, I think, you know, as much as the IRS has been really trying to crack down on that, you know, the fraudulent filings. Um, I, again, I, I've not read a case where the taxpayer who had that happened ended up not getting it resolved with the IRS. Right. 
uh, meaning that you know that it, they didn't have to jump to too many hoops to prove to the IRS they didn't file that return that was fraudulently filed and that it gets corrected pretty quickly, but it's still a hassle to do. Right. That. Yeah, yeah. So um, now, but if you, in either case, so if you're tired of getting big refunds, or the other way, if you end up you're owing every year mm-hmm. on your on April, but it's 15th, okay to owe as long as you. Oh, without penalty. Right. Um, you know, you talk about the safe harbors all the time on this show, right? Um, but the idea is, yeah, if, you, if you're tired of owing, especially if you're being charged an RSMA penalty for owing, in either case, we're, there's a new W-4 form for you to use, the new and approved W-4 form, Carrie. It's not that much improved because my son got a new job and we were looking. I'm like, no, just. All right, so the, I get, yeah, so it's for, just as bad as the other one. So I think. the employees withholding certificate, the W four form, you know, the new one for twenty twenty is now available, mm-hmm. and so this is what you would fill out um, and and submit to your um, payroll department if you want to change your withholding. And if uh, and again, if if you have trouble filling that out. Um, like many in many taxpayers did when the the first version of the under the new tax law came out right mm-hmm. here it was a complete disaster um, but it's getting is it better I hopefully it's a little bit better a little bit um, I didn't think it was much better okay well there you go um, as far I as, like the old one I know it will since we have no exemptions but uh, now the new 1040 we have a new 1040 you know again uh, you know not a lot of people you know, we're happy with the new 1040 form that came out after the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So, I don't think anyone that we talked to was happy about it. Um, you know, it was um, now if you're using a robot, it wasn't too bad. But if you were if the robot kicked something out and you and then you went back to try to find something, it is confusing. It's confusing for the, the professionals because, right. you know, we're looking at hundreds and thousands of these things. And it's, and it's like, well, where did that you know, where did it where did a robot put that number this year? So so what are the so it's no longer a postcard. Okay, so that, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really you can't call it a postcard anymore. Um, you know, so because the postcard just didn't work. Um, you know, but remember those last year, you know, the first year they had those, those six additional schedules. <laughs> that so oh the, so the first page is a postcard, but then there's six new schedules that may be appropriate if you really wanted to do your taxes. Well, I think they've netted that down to about three, Carrie. So that's okay. uh, maybe an improvement. Um, one of the things that we did complain about on the air was we thought it was not a good move that they con- they consolidated um, the uh, under the old tax ten forty where you had IRA distributions on one line and pensions and annuity distributions on a second line, right? Mm-hmm. And we and we complained that that was bad enough. We really would, would like to see IRAs on one line, annuities on another right. line, and pensions on a third line, right? But but under the, the tax law change of 2017, of the first year, they put that all on one line. Mm-hmm. So on one line, you had IRA distributions, pensions distributions, and annuity distributions. Nobody liked that. Right. If, especially if you had all three of those. Mm-hmm. It was very confusing. Obviously, IRS got a, lot, uh, got a lot of flack for that. So this year, guess what, Carrie? We're back to the two lines. Right. So you can be, if you're happy about that. The other one, too, was that um, people were saying, where did my capital gains go? Right. It was on another, capital, guess what? It was on another schedule. <laughs> it was on one of those six schedules. Um, so people were like, what? you know, no one could find where their capital gains were. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an important number. Um, you know, for, for, you know, when, when you, when you, when you just want to get a quick, you read on your tax return. Right. And, uh, guess what? Ca- 
capital gains is now back on page mm-hmm. one. Okay, so um, so they did make positive changes. Yeah, so they they listen to the complaints, and that's typically what happens. Um, so, what other surprises are headed your way on this year's tax season? Well, one, um, you know, speaking of President Trump's tax cuts and jobs act. Um, the good news, bad news is, Carrie, you may have more taxable dividends. Okay. All right. Um, and they and they saying that's a direct correlation to the corporate tax cuts. Okay. So the corporations, you know, when you know, getting the benefit of the lower corporate income tax rates, up their dividends. Okay. All right. Um, the S and P five hundred for twenty nineteen about eight percent. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that's good. Some individual companies, 20, 30% or more. Okay. So what's the bad news, Carrie? Remember I said it's good news, bad mm-hmm. news. Well, the bad news is if you didn't account for that in your estimated taxes, mm-hmm. especially if you were basing your estimated taxes on a current year safe harbor. You know, so we mentioned a minute ago, you, right. know, you know, now if you were basing your estimated taxes on the previous year safe harbor, it doesn't affect that because as long as you paid the 100% of the previous year's tax with your estimates or 110% if your previous year's adjusted gross income was greater than 150000 you're covered under the previous year safe harbor. But if you are filing your estimates on a current year safe harbor, and which, again, now remember, on the current year safe harbor, you don't have to hit it exact because the government understands it's hard to get uh, you know, a guesstimate 100% correct on all your taxable line items, they give you a 10% buffer, right? So, so sometimes, Carrie, you, you hear the term 90% of your current, you know, your current year safe harbor. you got to have at least 90% of your actual tax paid in, right? And your robot knows that. You know, so if you tell the robot you, you want to follow the current year safe harbor, it'll calculate that. But here's where people sometimes you know, run afoul. And, you know, they, they'd say, well, okay, I, I'm going to use that 10% buffer. Okay. Okay. In other words, if, if, um, if, the, if I think I'm going to owe, you know, $100 for the year, or my total tax bill is going to be, uh, well, you know, $100, I'm only going to pay $90. Okay. Because I'm still in my 90% safe harbor. Right. We at the state Pension typically don't recommend that. You know, we say, well, no, maybe you should try to target the 100% and leave that 10% buffer in your back pocket in case, you, you know, you're just assuming that your dividends are going to be about the same as the previous year, mm. when because of the windfall, they may be higher. And that's sometimes hard to predict. Um, so, you know, so those are things. So that may be a surprise. Um, capital gains every year could be a surprise, right? Um, all right. So... Uh, so that you know, what else is going on with the the tax return? So again, um, you know, you, you know, Treasury Secretary uh, Munition was also at Davos, okay, and you know, keeping with President Trump's theme about saving the middle class, right? Mm-hmm. He talked about the what they're calling you know tax two point zero, okay? okay, okay, and he's saying there will be tax cuts for the middle class. Um, and, and, you know, we'll also be looking for other incentives to stimulate growth. Okay. Um, Munition maintained that the tax cuts would pay for themselves even as growth has fallen well short of the administration's promises of the 3 to 4% annually. Remember, President Trump was saying GDP of 3 to 4%. Right. It's not exactly there right now, right? Um, 
you know, but he's saying that, you know, but Munition is also saying we cannot sustain those deficits growing at these levels, um, you, you know, but under the plan, the administration will advance this time. The cuts will be more targeted to the middle class. Now, here's about the time where I remind listeners, Carrie, and our clients that when you hear our politicians talking about the middle class, they may not be talking about you. Okay. Um, so you might not get, you might, you know, hold your, you know, don't hold your breath if you hear that our politicians are saying they're going to come out with middle tax, you know, middle class tax, tax cuts because they might not be talking about you. You know, and Carrie, what do we mean? So, you know, because that gets the idea, well, Mark, what is the middle class in this country? And there's lots of different think tanks right. that come out. With, I was going to say, and a lot of people who think they are in the middle class are right. not, according to the government. So we're saying there is no middle class is right. our point, right? Um, you know, so typically, you know, I would say a general, you know, if you look at a think tank, so a family of four, that's about total annual income somewhere between maybe fifty five and sixty five thousand, mm-hmm. with a total net worth of about a hundred thousand. Okay. So that's maybe what really middle class is in this country. So if that's not you, okay, that when you hear the politicians talking about the middle class, don't get too excited because they might not be talking about you. Right. Well, regardless of that, there's things you can do to take advantage of opportunities and take the time to plan. Um, And that's exactly what the estate planning team does. Remember, we've been around 35 years in the greater Cleveland area, helping people solve problems, save money, build custom financial plans. So they have clarity as much as it is about making choices. um, So you're getting the most net benefit. And remember, we don't do investments. We do look at our clients' assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency. Um, But take advantage of the free consultation. If you have individual questions and concerns, our home offices in Middleburg Heights, and we have offices around the greater Cleveland area, and we do consultations by phone as well. They're free, no obligation, no pressure. Um, what we do is simply present, if we can help you, here's some options, whether it's an hourly or comprehensive retainer, if you need a lot of help or a little bit of help. Um, you can also go to Angie's List or Better Business Bureau if you want to do due diligence. And if you want general planning strategies and concepts and get an idea of who we are and what we do, come out to our free retirement planning class. Um, We do have some spots available, although we have a good um, amount of people signed up already. So don't wait. Call now or send an email. We will get back to you on Monday morning. It's Tuesday, January 28th at 6 p.m. in Middleburg Heights. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. So here's another Grammy song up for the year. Oh, geez, this is like not your typical. I, I, I have to, I have to, you know, get sound engineer extraordinaire Eric to know if I can even play this on. Yeah, some of it you got to watch. You know who this is, Lizzo or Carrie? You're you got these. My kids down. listen. Yeah, we were in the car. Your, your daughter's listening to this. Oh yeah, my my younger one. Yeah. Or yeah. I listen now when Lizzo. I'm in the car. Melissa Vivian Jefferson, you know, out of Detroit. 31 years old. Well, I didn't realize she was that old. Does that sound old to you, Carrie? I thought she was much younger based well, on like, the lyrics. Well, like Billy. It was well, based 18. On the, right, but based on the lyrics, I thought she was young. I, I don't know if I can read these lyrics. No, some of them are kind of... All right. Um, so I don't know. If, you know, we'll see. Um, 
All right, so how are the corporate earnings doing, Terry? As we listen to Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, up for Grammy Song of the Year. Um, this is a Grammy Song of the Year? Like, I remember the first time I heard it, I was, I mean, it's kind of grown on me. I don't mind it. But the first time I heard it, I was like, ooh. Sure, I'm going to play the whole thing for you. <laughs> I've heard it many times in my car. Turn it off. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Um, yes, this is uh, up for song of the year. Hmm. Um, all right, IBM. Let's talk about some of the big boys. Okay. Um, and as I said, earnings drive markets. So you know, so it's it's interesting. Some of these old blue chip companies carry, and I, I have kind of a little background in accounting myself, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and is I work for corporate America, you know, Fortune 500 for about the first 15 years of my career. And it, it was always amazing how w- when, whenever we got said and done releasing earnings, we always seemed to meet the earnings. Hmm. Right. The, the earnings per share. By hook or crook. Right. Somehow, we, as long as you can say you met the earnings consensus. Right? Okay. So IBM uh, Street was looking for $4.69 okay. earnings per share. They came in at Carriette. Four dollars and seventy-one cents. Hmm. They beat earnings. <laughs> okay. um, sales came in right about where they thought it would be, um, and IBM said they had a good year. A part of that was their Red Hat acquisition. That happened okay. Okay. Um, let's see. How about J and J? Okay. Okay. Um, another big staple, right? Um, the earnings consensus was a dollar eighty-seven. What was a real like dollar ninety? A dollar eighty-eight. Oh, geez. they they, <laughs> they beat earnings. All right, so well, everybody's one, happy. Right. Okay. Um, revenue came in right where they projected revenue, That's slightly like... under. See the earnings. You got to get that earnings. You know. It, okay. Um, you know. Um, yeah, and and so you know they their revenue missed slightly, but you know they they got their earnings. Okay. How about Procter and Gamble? Okay. Another, you know, consumer, you know, probably, you know, big, big bellwether, right? Big blue chip. Okay. Um, the street was looking for a dollar thirty-seven. Okay. Earnings per share. Dollar forty. A dollar thirty-eight. You're getting the, you're getting the point, Carrie. <laughs> I saw you working on those gap procedures. Yeah. A dollar forty-one. Ooh, okay. Okay. So they they really they, came in they over. Beat, they really beat earnings. They were four cents. And that's a pennies matter in an earnings report, Gary. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about a, a company that revenue is coming in at 18 billion, right? Pennies matter. Um, okay, but you know, Procter and Gamble kind of warned that they think 2020 is going to look a little bit weaker. Um, let's get one of the malicious millennials uh, stocks, Gary. Yeah, enough of these old blue chip things. Okay, how about Netflix? I would think it's doing very well. Okay, so uh, Street was looking for earnings per share of fifty-two cents. Mm-hmm. Carrie, do you think Netflix beat earnings? I would say quite a bit. Yeah, a dollar thirty. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so they blew it out of the water. Okay, um, revenues came in right around consensus, about five and a half billion, um, but the market still was worried, right? Because what they said in the earnings report was that. They're going to experience slower than or have experienced slower than anticipated growth in their U.S. user base. See, the thing with Netflix is you always got to get new people to sign right. up. And that's what's slow. Their international did fine, mm-hmm. but their bread and butter, the U.S., was slowing. So so anyway, so we, we keep an eye on earnings. 
um, just because, you know, earnings. And they're all met or exceeded. They do drive on the market. And, and so we'll see. So, again, we, we, you know, most people think that 2020 will be just fine. The earnings reports are coming in just fine. And we're coming off, you know, consumer confidence is just fine. Uh, the trade war solutions, you know, we've we got the USMCA. We've got the China phase one. Um, you know, Trump at Davos was also talking about how he wants to get now trade deals with the European Union. The wow. UK is, is, you know, is itching to get a, a trade deal done as soon as the Brexit things, you know, finish. So, you know, so trade, you know, so we had the Fed who, you know, successfully uh, maneuvered the soft landing. You know, so that's, you know, pretty. So everything, you know, all arrows are saying, hey, we think we're good for 2020. Of course, that's when I get word is when everyone says uh, everyone's gangbuster, go ahead. You know, that's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but irrational exuberance, um, not quite yet. Um, all right, Kara, so we're talking in January um, about how you can build a custom financial plan. And, you know, keeping with the theme, I guess, of tax savings or taxes, um, you know, are you, when we, when, Carrie, would you say a universal goal or a response to our goal question for new clients coming is that, that sometimes they put down what are one of their goals is they want to save taxes or they want to right. lower taxes in retirement. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard that before, have we? Many times. Um, and, you know, we always say, well, be careful what you ask for. Right. Um, because, you know, if your number one goal was to, you know, reduce taxes, you know, if that would, you know, you could just implement the, what I call the ESFP strategy. Okay. You know what that is, Gary? No. That's the Ebenezer Scrooge financial plan. Okay. Stop spending money. Right. I mean, literally, if you, I can, you know, you can reduce your taxes if you don't spend any money. Right. Which, when we're talking about planning, we always tell people your spending, your lifestyle comes first. Tax planning comes second, and there are definitely ways you can create that tax efficient income. Because that's the thing, it's easier while you're working in wages. I think that's what we do for a lot of retirees saying, you know, that cash flow planning is what we do in the process. Even though we build a custom long-term financial plan in our life flow plan, it's coming back in the maintenance and every year is building that efficient cash flow planning. And building that cash flow planning and dealing with the tax planning first comes with understanding what your cash flow needs, whether it's lifestyle, discretionary, mandatory, what you want to do. And most people don't, although I think over the years, maybe what run do, don't want to not spend money just to save taxes. I think maybe one or two ever right. that we ran into. Yeah. So, you know, so, so typically if you're doing this at home, maybe, you know, the goal isn't to say my primary uh, objective of my financial plan is to reduce taxes. Um, maybe it's more about maintaining lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, and, and kind of going from that. Now, w- that doesn't mean you don't, you totally ignore the income tax or the tax efficiency over your retirement plan. But we're just saying that's not often where we at the state planning team start off with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, so if you're, you know, the idea is you're, you're building plan A. 
right? And and plan A is more like, well, let's tell the robot or let's enter in, you know, garbage in, garbage out, the old adage, right, Carrie? Let's put in good conservative realistic assumptions that basically we're par- trying to put a price tag on your retirement. Right. Okay, not just for the first year of retirement, for all 30 years of the mm-hmm. retirement or whenever you tell the robot you think you're going to die, right? Um, and the, the idea is saying, okay, you want to know, are you in the ballpark? In other words, if you tell, you know, if you, if you enter in all the information, okay, you know, do you get to the plan where you're saying, okay, now I know that plan A is working. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if plan A is working, meaning that you're not running out of money before life, right? Um, okay. So now you, that's, see, that's a big step in your plan development mm-hmm. is when you've got a good plan A that you understand how you got there and plan A is working. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, and quite frankly, a lot of people, and that's what problem I have with Monte Carlo analysis, you know, where the, you, you know, the clients try to run some Monte Carlo analysis on the internet they found, and they get this 32 page report back that says you have an 88% chance of, of and they're like, well, what's, does that mean? Right. Um, or where do I go from there? Right. I don't think that puts you in a dislike. How do I make decisions or how? I guess it might give you a little bit of peace of mind. Oh, then there's a good chance I'm going to be okay. But it doesn't give you actionable steps. Well, yeah. And, and, and they don't really know how it got there, especially if, if, the, if the, they only answered 15 questions to get the output. Right. So we go much deeper that the estate planning team, you know, come to the retirement planning class, you know, if you want to get an idea or listen to these podcasts, right. you know, that we've been doing in January. But, you know, so so but the, but and the, the point is, if plan A, you know, if if your first re, if, you, if the robot says your plan A is working, meaning you're not running out of money before life, if your first reaction is, wow, I can spend more money. Right. Then you're not done with plan A yet. Mm hmm. Because plan A is we're getting a part where you're saying, I've got my lifestyle built in. You know, where you're saying, you know, I'm not looking to spend more money. Right. Now you can say, well, Mark, I'm always looking to spend more money. But Carrie, we have clients who get to that point where saying, I'm not really going to spend more money than right. this. I'm not going to do any more travel. I've done all the home improvements, upgrades, maintenance items. Yeah, because they're being honest. Right. I've already maybe gift with I'm not interested in giving my kids more gifts. I've no. already helped them out. I've been right. there, done that. I'm not spoiling Maybe them. you want to be okay. Maybe you're saving that extra money for what if I need it as I get older for a nursing home? Or what if I need it to now eventually I'm going to have to pay someone for things down the road? Or people just get to a point where I there's nothing I need, nothing I want. Especially if you've already built in those conservative Realistic growth rates for um, health care, building those auto replacement funds, building for all those contingencies. Right. So once you so if you've done a good job of putting a, an accurate price tag on your retirement and plan A says that you are in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. All right. We're still not done yet. We're now saying, well, now can I make plan A sweeter by doing something different? In an example of how quickly I take money out of qualified plans, mm-hmm. or should I be doing Roth conversions, mm-hmm. or you know should I be doing some other 
you know, uh, you know, should I be changing my investments to become more tax efficient? You know, or you look at now you start looking at other things. So once you're you've got your lifestyle and, you know, you in the, in the retirement you envisioned and you know when you're going to retire and be able to afford that lifestyle. Sometimes we call that knowing your number. Right. You know right. How big your nest has to be. So now we may go back and say, OK, how do we make the plant sweeter? You know, and, and now here's where, you know, I think the robots right now are not quite there yet. You know, I, again, Kara, I always think the robots are going to replace us all. Right. Um, and, and that may be, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not, ex- I'm not just talking about your typical, you know, large brokers, um, you know, or, or brokerage houses or, mm-hmm. you know, big, you know, banks. I, I'm talking about Amazon and Google. They're all going to be, you know, I mean, they're going to be doing our job. You know, they're, they're, it's just a matter of time, right? They're going to tap into that. Um, but, you know, so, so the idea is saying, you know, the problem right now is a lot of people say, well, I don't know how, you know, how, how to win, when should I take money out of IRAs mm-hmm. or, or, so, you know, and that's because right now the, the robots or the canned software, they're defaulting to something. And if you don't tell the robot you want to change up the default, it might not ask you if you want to. Right. Okay. Um, and. So typically, that may be something like where the default is saying that, you know, it, it, so you tell the robot how much you need in cash flow this year. So it's going to look first to income and say, well, how much income is coming this year? Right. So how much did you tell it in, you were going to have in gross, in, you know, in, in wages if you're working or if you're in retirement, pensions and Social Security and stuff like that? Okay. Then it's going to say, okay, if if that's not enough, right? Typically, it's not in retirement. Right. It's then going to say, well, if you're not at required minimum age yet, remember the Secure Act. Now it's seventy two. Um, if you're not at that age, it's going to look and say, well, if there's cash, take cash first. Right. You know, non qualified cash. Then it may say, if that's not enough, then go into non qualified investments. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you're saying, if that's not enough, then go into IRAs. And then if that's not enough, then maybe you go to Roths. So it's defaulting to that, but that may really not be the most tax efficient way to do it every year, every year of retirement. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're over required minimum age, it may put that at the top. It may say the first thing you go is get your required minimum, mm-hmm. then go to cash, then non-qualified, then finally, it's always Roth's last, right? Right. Um, but in reality, when we're running custom financial plans for our clients, that's, not, that's rarely the case. Mm-hmm. That, that may be how we bill plan A. And if plan A works, meaning saying the plan A is saying you never really have to take out more than your required minimum, that's a starting point. But that's where we start. Well, now how can we make that sweeter? And and if you come to the class um, or if you come in for consultation, you can see examples of how we do that. Right. And the class is on next Tuesday, January 28th at 6 p.m. right in Middleburg Heights. And it's for retirees and people nearing retirement and that is um, you can go online to financialfoodforthought.com or call for a free no obligation consultation all right we have a few minutes left here so you know sometimes you know the grammys get the nomination right mm-hmm. have you heard this song yeah many times can you name the artist Oh, uh, is it Louis Capelli? Maybe? Very good. See, I was going to say all these songs i listen to yeah i listen to either in my car pop or country so right so this is this is up for record of the year. Um, he's out of Glasgow. You know no, I did not know that. Guess how old he is? Mid twenties. 
very good, Gary. She was 23. Okay. His voice sounds a little older to me than 23. Mm. This was a big hit, in, uh, you know, over in Scotland and all of Europe before it broke in the U.S. So he's on his way, Carrie, I think. Okay. So let's keep with the, um, you know, President Trump's millennial launch theme, right? How, you know, Trump's now making the case that he is going to be able to save the middle class. And I think you'll hear a lot. I think you're going to hear it at the State of the Union address. I think you're going to hear it at all the rallies. And I think he tested it out at Davos. Okay. Um, now... So if you want to help your millennials at home mm-hmm. and come to the class and because of the class, we'll be talking about the 50-30-20 plan. Mm-hmm. And if you have not heard the 50-30-20 plan, by the way, one of our other presidential candidates is credited for making that popular. Okay. America. Elizabeth to, Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Who knew? The great storyteller, right? Right. Um, so she wrote a book with her daughter and she was one that, you know, kind of promoted and if you're not familiar with the 50-30-20 plan, all I can tell you is if you're 25 years old or if you've got a child who just graduated from college and you want them in the right path and they're 20 and you just get them and, and they follow the 50-30 plan and they want to retire at 65 and if they follow that plan from 25 to 65, I can only promise one thing. They are going to have a wonderful retirement. Mm-hmm. So what is the 50-30-20 plan? It's basically saying that you spend 50% of your gross income on your mandatory living expenses, housing, auto, mm-hmm. groceries, utility, you know, things like that. The 30% is on your discretionary spending, you know, entertainment, travel, hobbies. And mm-hmm. then you save the 20%. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can follow that plan starting at age 25 and you want to retire at 65, I can only promise you is that you'll have a very, very nice retirement. If you want to see the numbers, come to the class or come in for a free consultation. That will say that's, yeah, that's a no brainer for a 25 year old. The mm-hmm. question I get a lot is Mark, can the 50, 30, 20 plan save the 50 year old who hasn't started saving for a retirement? Yet? No, come you to need class. to cost nah, I think it still can. Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're in the fire movement and say, well, Mark, I want to retire at 40. Right. Okay. No, you got to go with the fire movement, right? And Don't spend anything. They just cut out that. They just cut out that have 30% discretionary. Have strangers it's, live in your house, it's just 50, rent a room. It's just 50-50. You spend 50 and you save 50 and you can have that great retirement at 40. Okay. Have a good week, everyone. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.